I'm Keaton. I'm Laura. And we love stories and talking about stories. So we're looking at the Bible as a story that's filled with real people. And we're hoping that if we um, show the human side of these people in the story, um, that we'll see God is real too. That's right. We want to try to read the Bible with curiosity and maybe let our imagination do more work than it gets to do when we read scripture sometimes. So we're going to start with the question, what did these people eat for breakfast? And we're going to see where it takes us. How did they start their day? And how did the rest of the day go? Welcome to The Breakfast Translation. We've come to an end. We we arrived. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the finish line. Mm-hmm. There's chocolate milk. There's medals. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're tired. We're, <laughs> We're very tired. <laughs> I know. I did want us to just to do some summing up, to do some wrapping up. Yeah. Uh, we made a thing. We Let's did talk make a thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of my favorite, this was years ago. I went to this, um, like a creative arts conference about how creativity in the church and stuff like that, how it works. And they were talking about God, that that first story about God making everything and then taking that seventh day to just sit back and be like, that is, I made some good stuff. Mm-hmm. And they called it like the creative pause, I think. And it really stuck with me, that idea that um, that God has this rhythm of making things and then stepping back and appreciating them. Yeah, that's uh, neat. I feel like that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's right there. Like, like for, if God does it, absolutely. Yeah. But I feel like not. I couldn't do that. But we don't do it with our own stuff very often. And I think there's a need for that, whether it's like the stuff we think, think of as creative, like writing a song or making a podcast or writing a book, but also the stuff that we make out of nothing at work or you make a kid. Mm-hmm. You need to like every once in a while, just sit back and be like, I made that kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? good job. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like to, ha- to have some appreciation for creation, the work of creation, I think. And so this is our creative pause episode, but we think a lot of, I think a lot of people need to take that. It sounds healthy. Make that a part of their rhythm. <laughs> so um, when did we make the first season? How long ago was that now? Was I mean, it was, a year ago? it was peak COVID. It was two years ago, I think. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we've been at this. That's awesome. We're seasoned veterans. We are. <laughs> uh, I wondered through doing this, do you find yourself thinking about breakfast more than you used to? I'd say absolutely. Yeah. And I, I find myself thinking about other people, people's breakfasts yeah. as well. Like doing yeah. the imagination game for, to help me empathize with real people. Yeah. I don't, I don't see them in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I think about it a ton. Like at the grocery store, I feel like I'm always trying to notice mm-hmm. breakfast things. Uh, just the other day I noticed I was looking for spices and I noticed that there was a cinnamon toast crunch cinnamon. Mm. So it's a specific, oh, it's like an actual, like to dump on, you could dump it on your toast and have yes. cinnamon cr- crunch toast, cinnamon, cinnamon toast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think I did that right. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Um, sit back and stare at that yeah, for a little bit and uh-huh. appreciate your creation there. Yep. Because I do think one thing I did start to feel like weird about as we got into the the depths of this third season was that it was easy to like just stick to the breakfast I know. Mm. But my palate, as we've noted several times, is small. <laughs> so I think I felt kind of limited because there are breakfasts I just don't even register has breakfast. Okay. Do you mean when you were assigning different characters yes. at breakfast? Yeah. I feel like my palate was kind of limited. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I think once in a while we maybe talked about like 
breakfast omelets or, you know, like different kinds of, there's so many ways to have eggs. Yeah. I feel like I always do scrambled. My favorite. So yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, don't think even, I even assigned that to anybody. I don't even know what that looks like. So I feel like I, I did recognize my limits of my breakfast palate is not as big as I maybe thought that it was. Cause it was easy for me to go to my breakfast. I was projecting my breakfast onto the, and not just the whole scope of breakfast possibilities. If it gives you any peace, I never picked up on that. I <laughs> okay, felt like good. you had incredible range. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I will record that and play it to myself before I go to sleep at night. <laughs> it's all part of the creative pause. Yeah. We also, I think we, you know, the second, the first question is what do people have for breakfast? But the second question that Colin McCann offers uh, for writing is what do people want for breakfast? Which sometimes we got around to. Mm -hmm. But I think we maybe could have done a little more with that. Like, right. So the idea is we would say um, this figure, like maybe Samson, we, yeah. we'd saw him eating oh, something yeah. like protein heavy or something, but maybe what he really wanted was like chocolate chip muffins. Maybe yes. he wanted to just like carb load. Yeah. What are their real desires? Which sometimes you get a glimpse of in scripture, but sometimes they're so, it's so focused on the present. Um, whereas we as people are more about the future sometimes than the present. Um, so maybe it would have been tricky to do that. Uh, I, I think my read through is I'm always grateful for anything that just gets me into the actual text mm -hmm. because I've had this like long bias against people who, uh, say, well, the Bible clearly says, and I'm always like, I, I don't know how much you've read it. Mm. If you think that's real clear, because mm -hmm. I don't know what your experience was going through this, uh, over these two plus years, but for me, every time I actually get into the text, there's so much in there. Yeah, it's so <laughs> layered too. Yes. And there's so much, um, something that I really appreciate in this read through is so much context that I wasn't aware of, like so many different people groups who are being addressed or yeah. situations that were so specific to like God speaking to a, a very specific group of people who were experiencing something very specific and speaking to that versus something that we've adopted and generalized yes. and put on coffee mugs. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting about that phenomenon is that it can happen on both extremes of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So you can have very faithful people who just assume they know what's in the Bible and who are prone to say that what the Bible clearly says. But you can also have really skeptical people who make the exact same move. Ah, the, but the Bible says Who this. say, I know what the Bible says and it says this thing that they think is dumb or mm -hmm. simplified or you know, doesn't matter today anymore. And both of those extremes and probably a lot of people in the middle are kind of just like, ah, I've read it. I know it. They just assume they have it. I get it. Mm -hmm. And that they don't need to actually engage it. Whereas what I find is like after years and years of doing this, it's still, there's still some freshness almost every time. Right. Like, I don't know. Did you have anything like that we, as we went through maybe particularly this season, but if there's, you could, you could use the whole experience but anything that stood out to you is like I I wouldn't have seen this without actually getting in the text like this is different because I did this yeah well I I mean I was born into the church my dad is a, a pastor and I felt like I really only um knew maybe every other story that we were speaking okay. to which was very humbling and um sort of exciting too because I've been wanting to expand my faith so realizing that I didn't even have a foundational knowledge of what the um 
like what the book to book. The basic stories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was relearning the basic stories. And then the ones that I did know from Veggie Tales, like <laughs> I definitely <laughs> yeah. saw different. And I think a lot of that is thanks to us looking at it at the specific slant and humanizing these characters. Yeah. Like Moses, for example, I've heard that story a million times. But when I think of Moses um, eating breakfast in the morning, I just see I see him different and I see all yeah. of the surrounding experiences, um, I'm able to empathize a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, this go round, I really, I think especially in this season, the Job story, really, I just read it completely different. And that has been my experience in just in a lot of years of life is that a lot of text, even if I could quote them and take a test on them, they still matter in different ways as I age or go through different life things. And I think this go around reading Job, I was like, I have had, so the conversation we had on Mike about the algebra of Job's friends, like wanting the equation to work. Mm -hmm. If this happened to you, you, you must have messed up. But I still find myself, and even as I read it through this time, I found myself feeling like Job's friends being like, there has to be reason. And like, even for myself, like, so this is a stupid story, but the other day I decided to go for a run and I got like a hundred yards from my house. It was, the sun was shining. It had been kind of a cloudy, off and on cloudy day. The weather app I used said there was a 20% chance of rain. I was like, I'm fine to go outside. 20% is very small. Mm -hmm. And the sun, I can see it. And the sun's shining. I get outside. It's pretty warm. It's like one of the last like 50 degree days we had. I get outside, I get a hundred yards from my house, starts pouring down rain. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like determined at this point. Cause once you put on, Oh yeah. Once you're in the clothes, you're going to get it done. Right. Yes. As Adrian from yoga with Adrian say, <laughs> the hardest part is over. Yes. <laughs> as soon as you once get on the mat. Your laces are tied <laughs> and it, you're dressed for it. You're gone. And so I'm like, I'm getting these few miles in ran three miles in the rain. It wasn't particularly warm, you know, it was warmer, but it was a cold rain, run three miles, get, turn the corner, almost home, sun comes out. And I found myself going, this is intentional. God did this to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it doesn't, like no matter how many times I have talked other people out of that equation, it's still every once in a while. And that's the small example, right? Mm-hmm. I have bigger examples sure. of like the metaphorical feeling still being there. Like mm-hmm. I am, I think I am a project that got in the devil and the accuser are like betting on. Mm-hmm. And I think they're up there going, let's see what she does with this. Uh, and even all the conversation we had around that story and how it's just, I think I am more appreciative than ever that that story exist. And we even talked about this on that episode, like whether or not it happened, it's such, whether or not it literally happened or whether it sort of mythically happened, that it was such, it resonated so much with people that that's why that story lived on. Mm -hmm. Um, Those bad things are really sticky too, aren't they? Like I feel like when good things happen to me, I'm not like, oh, and that's because God loves me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't matter how many times something works in my favor, Sure. but it's that day when the rain is just feels like a tiny little cloud right over my existence. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think I found myself, yeah, just wrestling with that text brand new this time around. And then even just a couple weeks ago, like living it out again, like, oh, scripture has a space for this problem. And that people were trying to figure out this feeling for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And 
I think what I'm always impressed by every time, like it, it happens without fail that wherever you fall in that spectrum of every drop of the Bible feeling like claiming it and naming it and believing it or versus like being like questioning everything. I still think when you read the actual text, <laughs> it, it forces you to confront like what you think we're all doing here mm -hmm. and who you think a God might be and who you think you might be. And I, I think I just, I always trust that process. So to me, it's like we made this podcast and you know, who knows where it's gone or what it's done in people's lives. But I just think I know that every time you open it up, there's work that gets done. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, did you have any, any favorite stories? Like you said, the Moses kind of felt good to you. Any other yeah, just quite a I mean, favorite a moments? Familiar stories. It was um, really neat to see how they felt new. Like we just talked about um, Esther and she felt new to me again. And um I'd say another story that stuck out. I think we did this. I think this was last season or yeah, it would have had to be because Jesus was in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but when the crippled woman is healed yes. and she gets to stand up and look, look up for the first time. And yes. you're doing a really beautiful job of describing what that might've felt like. And that has, uh, I think, I mean, that's been ring in my ears ever since. So yeah, that's a, a really beautiful like picture for us. I think of what, Jesus presence can do for yeah. us. Yeah. How that can be both like a physical and emotional healing yeah. time. So, yeah, you know, so just, I think we have mentioned this a little bit, but you know, part of my secret agenda with doing this and like part of inviting you along was cause I just really like you. And cause we've always talked about wanting to do a podcast and cause sure. I think you're funny and fun. Um, but it was also like a secret agenda of, I do worry that, you know, it used to be a thing that people had a Bible in the house, that people knew the Bible stories, that a lot of people had some exposure to these um, texts. But I worry that we're in a world where that's farther and farther away mm -hmm. and people could grow up without knowing some of these basic things and that they don't have that experience of opening up the scripture and feeling like some of the stories do speak to them and to their existence. So I wonder from your perspective as being, you know, kind of brought along with this, <laughs> like if you, what's your response is like, if you, if you think there's growth that could happen there, if mm -hmm. you think these are useful to people, you know, that you hang out with on Friday nights. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. What do you think? I can, I can really um, say with confidence that most of the people that I know would not know, um, even 25% of these stories and that I think it's been really rewarding to be part of trying to find a unique way to um, get them out into the world. Yeah. And cause I think there's a lot of different reasons why that happens. I think part of it is the fact that people just don't um, read as much, not in a critical yeah. way. There's just a lot of ways to absorb content. Yeah. Then yeah. there is so much content, right. right? Like how many people have a working list of shows and movies and podcasts and books and all the things. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do think, you know, I, I wasn't quite sure like how what how many people would listen or how many people would find us. We've kind of joked along the way about 10 years from now, somebody finding this. And, and yeah, that's, <laughs> that's going to blow up. Our real, <laughs> our real moment's going to be in 10 years when this gets rediscovered. But uh, I do want to, I feel like part of what I want to figure out in the world is just how to do more of this, like how to, how to make these stories keep coming to life. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I do feel like the silliest, like, I'm sure one of the things is like, it's hard to explain to a friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Some friends I just didn't tell. (laughs) Cause it's like, what's about the Bible, but breakfast, you know, like it is a weird play, but I think my hope is that it's good. That's what it's going to take. The slant is the thing. It's going to take a slant. Yeah. You know, that's the, the Emily Dickinson tell the truth, but tell it slant. Mm -hmm. I think I, I hold on pretty tightly to that idea Mm -hmm. and to trying to figure out what that means to the world right now um so we are going to keep making stuff absolutely like we're gonna we have kind of a a project in mind um that is i don't should we give it away i can't decide yes (laughs) (laughs) so uh, i'm pretty interested in the practice of like eulogies and i know i have a lot of friends and stories where for whatever reason you know, they may have lost somebody or they may have lost something and they didn't get to go through the, the right like movements to mark that in their life or they did, they haven't got to say what they wanted to say about that person. Um, sometimes it's because like there's societal pressure to do something different or they had a, a like a preacher do the eulogy and they didn't do it themselves or it's that they, they, they went through all the process of having a funeral for somebody they lost, they lost and loving them and honoring them. But they feel like time has run out on them talking about the people they've lost. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to try to put together a project about eulogies uh, and really focusing on those kind of, how do we keep the story? You know, this podcast is really about keeping the story of God going. Mm-hmm. I think that our next project will be about how to keep the story of our people going, mm-hmm. but it's also the story of God. Like I actually think those are the same exercise and it's all just about how to keep, you know, eulogies is good words. So I think if we had to find a thread around the, the projects we're trying, it's like good words. I think we both kind of care about putting good words into the world. Mm-hmm. So uh, look for that. We're going to get started on that in the new year in 2023. And we may pick this back up. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of fun to throw stuff back into the feed and and just see what the next conversations might be. But for whatever time that people have given us and for whatever trips they've taken us on or yeah, <laughs> for whenever they've you. like brought up some <laughs> weird thing and they talk to their friends about, oh, you like waffles? Let me tell you about. <laughs> you know who else likes waffles? <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> uh, anybody who's kind of joined us in this in this project, we're very grateful for your time. Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's been new. Yeah. And uh, we're just so glad you joined us uh, on the Breakfast Translation. 